The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Gary Turgo is a friend of mine. He is a Torah observant Jew who lives in Detroit, studies Torah daily, lives a Jewish life. One of the great pillars of the Jewish community in Detroit and Michigan. He is also the chairman of Chemical Bank in Midland, Michigan. If you're moving to Midland, Chemical Bank is the bank. Some time ago, I was in Detroit for a Shabbaton with partners of Torah. And for lunch, I was sitting near Gary Turgo, and he shared with me this personal story that happened to him himself. Listen to this. One day, Gary Turgo gets a call in his office. His office is located on the 11th floor in his bank building in Chemical Bank in Michigan. On the other line is a man. The man lives in Dublin, Ohio. You ever heard of Dublin, Ohio? Not Dublin, Ireland. Dublin, Ohio. Is this Gary Turgo, the chairman of the bank, the man says? Gary says it is. The man says, I looked you up online. I see that you're Jewish. Gary says, that's true. The man says, I want, you tell to, I want to tell you that as a Jew, you should be ashamed of yourself. You are a disgrace to your people. I also see online that you used to own a bank, and the bank's name was Palmar Bank, and it was named after your grandfather. Well, I want you to know that he is turning over in his grave because of your disgusting and abominable behavior. Gary was taken aback. He's actually one of the kindest people you'll meet. (laughs) He's like, what happened? What happened? You don't know what happened? You should be ashamed of yourself. What happened? Tell me what happened. Before you scream at me, tell me what happened. The man says, I am 91 years old. 40 years ago, I built a home in Dublin, Ohio. It cost me $40,000 40 years ago. I took out a loan for $40,000 from your predecessor, and I paid it up every month. I was paying my mortgage every month. I was never late on a payment in four decades. Not a lot of money, $40,000. I paid it up very slowly, very little. My wife died this year. We have no children. She was the only thing I had in my life. Her death shattered me. I became disoriented and confused. As a result, I was not opening my mail, and I missed seven payments on my mortgage. I gathered myself together now. It's been a good few months after her passing. I opened the mail, and I receive a letter. And the letter from your bank reads that due to the lack of my payments... My house is up for foreclosure. I wrote out a check for all the seven payments that I missed since my wife's death. I mailed it to the bank, and I wrote a note. I'm 91. We have no kids, nobody to take care of things. My wife died. It was a blow to me. I could not function for many months. I'm sorry I missed seven payments. Here are the full seven payments. Your bank sends me, sends me back a letter, and the letter reads, it's too late to do anything. It's a done deal. The house is already up for foreclosure. They sent me back my money, and they said that there is nothing that can be done. Shame on you, Mr. Turgo. Shame on you. A disgrace to the Jewish people. 91, the only thing I have now in my life is home that I built with sweat, blood, and tears. The house began, and it was worth $40,000. It's now worth close to $900,000. And you guys will not have the compassion to allow me to stay in this home. 
and you're basically going to take this house away from me, the house that I built myself with my wife, the only thing I have left. He was beyond devastated. Gary says, I'm so sorry to hear this. Please give me your address, your telephone number. Let me look into the situation. We'll get back to you. Gary goes down to the fourth floor of the bank. That's where the offices dealing with foreclosure are located. He approaches the head of the department. He asks him to look up the name and the address of the house owner in Dublin, Ohio. The manager looks up on the computer their information, and he confirms that the story, as the old man said it, was perfectly true. Gary says to him, just forget everything, okay? Forget this foreclosure. It's over. And let's just stop this whole Misa. It's his house. He has the money. Just let him know that the foreclosure is canceled. It's all good. The head of the department says, I'm sorry. Too late. The mortgage was already bought by a servicer. It's not ours anymore. Our bank doesn't own it anymore. Somebody bought the mortgage. Somebody bought it. It belongs to them. It's not ours anymore. There's nothing I can do. This fellow is going to lose his house. Gary says, do me a favor. How much is owed on this house, for heaven's sake? How much money does this guy own on this house? Take all of it. Look at it. I want you to pay up the entire mortgage, including interest, penalties, to the late payments. I want you to look at everything. Just tell me everything. How much does this guy own? He was late seven months. His interest, remember, it's 40 years, $40,000. How much can he own on this house? The guy looks up and says, the guy owes $5,200 on the house, and that includes all the late fees, which was probably half the money. $5,200. Gary says, this is senseless. The man is going to lose a home because of $5,200? Are you joking? It's almost how much ice cream costs. It's less than a shevabrachus. Gary writes out a personal check for $5,200. He tells the employer, this is what you're doing. Send the servicer this check overnight. I want to buy back the mortgage from them. Tell them I have to buy back the mortgage from them. <laughs> this is how much they bought it for. Send the check overnight and I want it back. He does it. Gary now sends a letter to the Jew in Dublin. He writes, the home is yours. All was paid up. You don't have to pay anything more. The seven payments and all future payments were taken care of. You owe nothing on the home. Enjoy it for many years to come. I deeply apologize for the aggravation and pain that this incident caused you. Yours, Gary Turgo. Gary never hears for this man, from this man again. No acknowledgement, no telephone call. Life moves on, and he forgets the story. He almost forgets the story. Many, many months pass, Gary told this to me. One day he gets a call. A man introduces himself. He's a lawyer who works in Dublin, Ohio. Is this Mr. Turgo? Yes, it is. Remember the man who called you about a home in Dublin that he almost lost to foreclosure? Gary had to remind himself. Time has passed. And then he said, yes, sure, I remember. Did that man get the note that I sent him? Was he satisfied? Did he calm down? The lawyer said he got your note and he calmed down. Gary says, I'm so happy to hear. How can I help you? How is he? Is everything all right? The lawyer says, I'm sorry to say he died yesterday. I am his lawyer. When he got your note, he called me up and he asked me to come visit him. And he decided that he wants to change his final will, his tzavah, his final will and testament. He said he wants to redo. He had a will from years ago. He wants to redo his will. You see, the lawyer says, Mr. Turgo, he was so moved by what you did for him that he basically rewrote his will and said that the house is going to you. He instructed... 
that you get the house, his one asset. And guy returns to me and he says, Rabbi YY, not a bad deal. $5,200, $5,200 for a million dollar home, almost a million dollar home, not a bad deal. You don't do such a deal every day, buy a house for $5,000. Maybe used to, 1900 but not anymore. And the man said that you can do with the house as you wish. He would prefer that you give it for a charity, but you choose how you want to give it, where you want to give it, when you want to give it, and to whom you want to give it. Gary, who's a mensch, says, thank you, and I'm sorry to hear about his death. Tell me, what was this man's passion? It's his house at the end of the day. He wants me to have it. I want to give it to a charity of his passion. That would be a tribute to him. What was his passion? The lawyer says he was a Jewish man and he loved Israel. So Gary emails the lawyer a list of 10 charities in Israel. He instructs the lawyer to sell the home and distribute the money directly to those 10 charities in Israel. And basically Gary told me he chose some yeshivas, some shuls, koilalim yeshivas, adorim, schools for Jewish students to learn. And that month or a month later, they each got approximately $100,000 from this home in Dublin, Ohio. When the lawyer completes the conversation, this lawyer turns to Gary Turgo and he says, you know, I lived all my life in Dublin, all my life. I'm a Catholic. I've been practicing law all my life in this city. I read the Bible every day. I'm a faithful Catholic. I always had one question on the Bible. I never understood it. In the Bible, it says that God chose the Jewish people as his nation. And I always asked myself, why? I never knew. Why? The Bible never gives a reason. The Bible never says, they're this, they're that. God chooses Abraham, doesn't say why. The Bible criticizes the Jews nonstop. Moses tells the Jews, don't think he chose you because you're good and you're great. They're always sinning. Never knew. Why did God choose Abraham and his descendants? I never knew. He says, but today, now, I know why God chose the Jewish people. After seeing you, speaking to this Jew about you, I know why God chose the Jewish people. And that day, the 10 yeshivas, as I said, got their, that day or a little while, got their check for close to $100,000. That's what Rebbe means, which is the right path for you to choose. That which is beautiful for the person who does it and is perceived as beautiful by other people. So Yiddishkeit, Torah, Mitzvah is the path to choose and embrace. Why? Well, there is a part of it that's beyond why, as explained earlier. But now there is a why also. Truth is not afraid of whys. It can add endless beauty to your life. Make your life beautiful for yourself and for those around you who will be inspired, uplifted, invigorated, and their lives will be transformed just as yours. Have a wonderful week. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.